Is that wine? Mm-mm. No, I've never <laughs> drank wine. It yeah, it's wine. it's um I got sparkling water and I poured it out just now and it, it's apparently it has like fruit juice in it. So it's really not we should good. we could we should have both got wine for this podcast. I mean, I have wine if you want to drink wine. That is very doable. <laughs> I always have wine in my house. Okay, this is a good intro. Yeah. Like, okay, let's get the show on the road. Okay, act, act <laughs> straight. <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Pursuit of Bliss podcast. So this episode is a little bit different than my typical episode. So I brought on my personal business coach, Ross Johnson. So... Obviously, if you followed my journey at all, you probably know a little bit about my story. I basically went from broke, uh, no money, totally miserable to launching the business of my dreams, my manifestation coaching business, building a multiple six-figure business in a year. I went from zero to 60K months in 13 months. Um, I think I went to 50K months in one year. And I get questions all the time about how did you do it so fast? Um, How did you scale your business? How did you create your business? How do you create such amazing results for people? Because I know a lot of people out there have the same dreams that I had. That's why I attracted you to my podcast. You want to create financial abundance and time freedom and impact and you want to change lives and you want to share your gift. That was my biggest thing is I just want to share what I'm passionate about and I want to change people's lives and I want to have to not ever worry about money again. And I failed an online business for four years and then I ended up manifesting a free one-off one-on-one session with Ross that lasted less than an hour. And after that, I I manifested my first five-figure month. And from there, you know, my business took off and I started to work with Ross one-on-one and he's completely helped me scale. And, you know, the thing about business is you need a mix of both the woo-woo and the strategy, you know, business strategy that actually works. And you need the mindset and the energetics and the manifestation. And I had that 50-50 mix of both. I got the business strategy from Ross and I had the manifestation covered myself. So in this episode, uh, Ross and I have a conversation about how we took my business from zero to multiple six figures in a year. So if you're wanting to create an online coaching business or you have one and you want to scale it or any truly any online business that you market on social media, this podcast will help you. We talk about the top tips that we both have for scaling to six figures, any online business. We talk about attracting clients. We talked about making sales. We talked about the person you need to become to manifest your six-figure business, if that's what you desire. And honestly, Ross dropped so much value in this episode. Um, I just am in awe of how much we covered. So I truly hope that this episode serves you guys. I know it's going to help you so much. And I cannot wait for you all to meet Ross because he has absolutely changed my life. So without further ado, here he is. Okay, well, everyone, I am so excited to have my personal business coach here, Ross Johnson. And so, Ross, do you want to maybe just introduce yourself first and who you are? Sure, yeah. Well, first of all, thanks so much for having me on. Uh, Obviously, it's been a pleasure to be your friend and your business coach the past year. And um, yeah, I mean, I'm the dude behind Kristen's business helping her grow it. (laughs) It's pretty simple. You know, I love to build things. Uh, I'm a business coach. I love marketing. So I'm a huge nerd. Love to study that stuff. And yeah, I love to help people. Yeah. And share a little bit, if you don't mind, about how you got where you are, uh, a little bit about about your story, and then we can go more into how we met and our story together. Cool. So my story is pretty typical, uh, rags to riches, kind of entrepreneurial 
situation. You know, I grew up in a small town, didn't have a lot of money growing up. My parents, they were around. My parents loved me. I love my parents, but I think they worked a lot. And because of that, I was at home alone a lot. I didn't really go to school that much. I skipped school a lot and I started working really young and money was always a huge problem for me my whole life. And so I you know, started working really hard. I always had a job ever since I was 12, never went to college and just thought I'd start my own business. And so when I started my own business, uh, it went terribly, obviously. I mean, like it does for so many people. <laughs> uh, and really my biggest problem was lack of focus. Uh, I never got a mentor. I never asked for help. I had a lot of these mindset blocks that created a lot of problems for me. I did too many things. I wasn't focused. I started a blog, started a membership site. I wrote a book. I wrote another book. I you know, created a course. I created a coaching program. I moved here. I moved there. I moved all over the place. And, you know, after like four years of trying to make money online and start a business and just literally try to help people, that was like what I wanted to do. It's like, man, if I could just help people with my gifts, turns out it's really hard to do that if no one knows who you are. <laughs> um, so then I started realizing, oh, I got to understand psychology and I got to understand how to talk to people and I got to understand how to get exposure and I got to understand like business. If I want to be able to help people, I have to understand business. And once I got a mentor, which was like four years into my journey during that four years, I never really made more than a thousand dollars. I just failed horribly. Uh, I was almost living on the street at one time. And then I got a mentor. Uh, he was a millionaire and it was really great. Uh, I got focused and I made about a million dollars in the next 16 months after that, because I actually had everything I needed. I just wasn't focused. Like over that four-year period of time, I, I had read so many books. I had accumulated so much information, but I wasn't like using it the way it should be used. So I created an Instagram growth company. I created a social media agency with a partner back in the day. And we grew it really quick to seven figures in 16 months. Uh, we had hundreds and hundreds of clients. I worked with billionaires. I worked with celebrities. I worked with like everybody and everybody that you can think of. Uh, I was like the Instagram guy for a while. And yeah, and then I realized that Instagram wasn't going to last forever <laughs> because it's a social media platform, um, which it's great. I mean, it's around still, you know, so I was kind of wrong about that. But I ended up creating a, another company, made a couple million dollars with that company as well, which was a uh, no business deals, coaching. No big deals, a couple million. Yeah, made a made, <laughs> made, grew that company as well. Um, ended up uh, exiting that company to a partner, and now I'm just working my own things. Uh, I have a new company. We sell a few different products. I work with people privately, and I just kind of I'm doing a new thing now. So that's kind of where we're at in in the current day. Yeah, and I just listened to your story. It just it's so weird because I feel like my story, you know, in the past year aligns so much with where you were four years ago. I tried and failed an online business for four years, and I did all the things, and I started a million books, and I had a blog, and I tried to have a subscription. I did all of those things as well, and obviously none of that freaking worked. And then I found you, and you set everything straight for me, and and now here we are. So I don't know if everyone listening to this knows already. You might know if you've listened to a lot of my podcasts. But about a year and a half ago, um, when I first met Ross was when I was trying to start my online business, failing at it miserably. I had just made, I think, about $1,000, quit my job and didn't know how to make money anymore the next month. 
And uh, I ended up getting a, I think it was like a one-time, one-hour call with you. <laughs> and after that call, I think the next week I made like eight grand, which is like four times my old monthly salary. So I kind of wanted to speak more to that experience because I know a lot of people listening um, are similar to me and to you. They want to use their gifts to help people and they have no idea how to do it. Back when we had that call, I don't know if you remember, but do you remember what it was that was wrong with where I was and why I wasn't able to be successful and what was like the key advice you you gave me at that time yeah so I think what you were doing was you were selling something for way less than you should which Mm -hmm. is very normal so Mm -hmm. for anyone that you know wants to help people right this is something super important to understand if you want to help people you all you need to help yourself Mm -hmm. because if you're not financially stable then you can't uh continue to create impact, right? So you need an income stream to be able to continue to do the work and help people. So a lot of people I talk to, you know, they're like, I just want to help people or else. And I'm like, the first person you need to help is yourself. Then you're in a position consistently to be able to help other people. So that's how it works. It's like, you got to fill up your cup. You got to overflow on everyone else. And, you know, I mean, you were doing that, right? But you were just trying to figure out how to get that working for yourself. And, you know, you were selling something to help people. And I think even one of the things you said was like, well, I just want it to be a good price so that it's affordable for people. I want to help as many people as possible. And I don't think they can afford more. I think I was selling a program at like a hundred dollars. I think. Yeah. Yeah, A hundred dollars. 111. (laughs) Which is great. You know, I mean, the, the idea of it is great, uh, but it's a way better idea than it is in practice. Because, you know, people end up being less committed and, you know, they spend a hundred dollars. I mean, that's like a Netflix subscription, you know what I mean? No one finished that program. Not one person. (laughs) Right. No one finished it. So when you make people put up the money a little bit more, you might think, oh no, they're not going to afford it. But, you know, if you saw a hundred dollar program, then nobody will finish it. They won't be committed and they won't get the results anyways. So Mm -hmm. it's not even just about helping people. It's about helping them get the result, which, I mean, we could talk about that, but that's a whole other thing. And so when you get someone to put up the money like quite a bit of money, then they're way more committed. Then they actually do get the results because they're committed to it. Mm -hmm. And so we were like, that was one of the things we did with you is we increased the price, I think to a thousand or $2,000. And then, yeah, you just needed a way to get in communication with people. So the way I see business now is, is really simple. And it's because I've been doing it for so long. You know, there's so much, uh, mess online. That's what I call it. It's just a mess. Mm -hmm. Oh, you should be on TikTok. You should be on YouTube. You should message people. You should start a blog. It's like you just drown in it. And really you only need to do one of those things. It doesn't matter which one you do. They all work, but you can only do one of them. And then you need to focus on it and get better at that one thing. And so what I told you to do was the simplest thing I think I could have told you to do, which I was like, Hey, you have this offer. It's a good offer now because we fixed it. It's a good price. So if you make sales, it'll actually make you money. You know, if you make four sales a month and it's a thousand bucks, I mean, that's a job. It's a full-time income. It's a full-time income for most people, you know? So it's like, it's a great income for most people. And a lot of people would love that. Well, I just make one sale a week, you know? But, you know, if you message 200 people a week and you make one sale a week, I mean, it's not that crazy. I mean, it's totally doable. And so that's what we ended up doing was I think, you know, we ended up finding out where are these people online, what are they willing to pay? How can we help them? How can we get in front of them? And you were just off to the races. Right. And then also, you know, I adjusted, like you said, I adjusted my offer because what I had before was not worthy of uh, a higher price. 
Um, so I created something. I remember you told me, you said, pick the price you're going to charge and then create something that's worthy of that price. And I did that. And what was born from that is now my academy, which has changed the lives of hundreds of people. And I think that was really powerful for me. And, um, you know, on top of that, though, I think it's important to talk about the price thing, because I know a lot of people who listen to this podcast are really spiritual like me and into manifestation. And there's like this huge misconception that, you know, charging money is bad and making money is bad. And that was a big block that I had before I talked to you. I was like, oh, my gosh charging more than a hundred dollars is just like not a nice thing to do. It's actually really greedy. (laughs) Um, And you shifted that for me. So what would you say to people who have that block and are afraid of, of selling or raising their prices? Yeah. I actually think about it totally the opposite, which is that if you're not charging enough, you're, it's actually kind of selfish because you're robbing that person of the commitment that they need to make in order to really change. So people, when you have to understand about is like people need to change, right? It doesn't matter if whatever program you're selling, if it's a spiritual program, if it's a business program, if it was even like a fitness program, it doesn't matter. People are always buying the program to help them get from where they are to where they wanna be. And where they are is they're there because of the way that they are. And they're not able to get where they want to go because they're not that person and they need to change in order to to get there. And that's why they're paying you. Right. Mm -hmm. So if you sell them something for like 20 bucks, I mean, like I said earlier, it's like a Netflix subscription. It's like, you don't feel like you have to watch Netflix because you're subscribed to it. You're like, well, I'll just like watch it whenever I feel like. Right. And that's how people feel about those types of products. It conceptually is a great thing to do. It's very noble to charge 20 bucks or 50 bucks so that more people can get it. And the thing is you can do that stuff, but you can do it later, not now. So you, what the way you want to grow a business and help a lot of people, if you're really interested in helping a lot of people is charge a lot upfront so that you can secure your own position so that you can now work on it full time. So it's like, you got to work on it full time. Once you're there, then you can really spend a lot of time helping people. Then you can start enrolling more and more people. And the more money you get, you can reinvest it into getting more exposure and helping even more people. And then as you get way more exposure, like Kristen now, like Kristen has a great business. It's, it's a large business. It's doing very well. If Kristen wanted to do something, she could, right? It's like, you have these free trainings and stuff. It's like you put on your time for these free trainings. And it's like, the way I always think about it is like, you really want to help people that are underprivileged, you know, people who don't have money and things like that. You might as well just help them for free. You might as well get rich and then go help them for free. Mm-hmm. That's how I think about it. You know, it's like, don't try to charge them a little bit of money. It's like, no, just go help them for free. Right. And the people who are really committed and want to change, charge them what it's worth, what the result is worth, you know? If you really change someone's life and it's only a thousand dollars, I mean, it's a pretty good deal, you know, but that that's, what's going to take for them to feel like they, you know, oh, I invested a thousand or two thousand dollars in this program. I have to follow through with it. Otherwise it's a waste. Mm -hmm. Right. And then everyone ends up getting amazing results. And, you know, for me, obviously I'm super into manifestation. That's what this whole podcast has been about. But what I want people to really understand from this and everything you're saying is that you can have all the woo-woo and the mindset and, you know, the belief rewiring and the manifestation. But if you don't have the actual action, the strategy, nothing's going to happen. And the right action and the right strategy, uh, because obviously I had the manifestation thing mastered by the time I met you, but I had no idea how to do any of this stuff. And immediately once I mastered this, right, my, my business blew up. And um, I think that's why it's happened so quickly because it's been a perfect mix of, of both of those sides. And um, 
a question that people always ask is like, Kristen, like, what is like the number one key thing that you can tell me to help me build a six figure business? Um, so I'm just curious, what would your response be to that question? Focus. Mm. And how do you create more focus? Well, one thing you can do is you need to set a goal. So everyone needs to have a goal. And when you set a goal, you know, one of the ways you can think about it is like this. Everyone on earth has the same amount of time and energy, right? Everyone, every day, you have the same amount of time and energy as me or Kristen or anybody. And some people become billionaires and some people don't. And the only difference is how they were spending that time and energy. And so what you need to be thinking about is how are you going to spend your time and energy? And so you need to set the goal. So you have something to aim for. And then from where you are getting to that goal, there's like a certain amount of, there's like a certain distance you're going to have to cross, like a certain journey you're going to have to take. And it could be a long journey, right? Depends on how big your goal is. But along that journey, you're going to be taking steps there, right? Towards this goal. Now you could be distracted and you could do a blog and Instagram and YouTube and a podcast and all these different things and make one inch of progress in all these different directions. Or you could just do one thing and make 20 inches of progress in one straight line towards the goal. And that is really the difference. That's the difference between people who are really successful and people who are unsuccessful. They, people who are unsuccessful watch, you know, watching Netflix is not such a big deal, but you know, if you're not making as much money as you want to be making, you're not doing things you want to be doing in your life, you probably shouldn't watch Netflix. Probably shouldn't be scrolling on Instagram. You probably shouldn't uh, be like texting your friends all the time. You should set the goal and block out everything that doesn't help you get towards that goal. And then spend, you know, let's just say you have like 16 hours of time or 16 units of time per day, you know, eight hours you sleep, then you have 16 units of time per day. Well, you could spend those doing 16 different things, or you could spend 16 hours doing one thing. And if you spend 16 hours doing one thing, you're going to get really good at it. And you're going to go really, really far, really fast. You're going to get there 16 times faster than anyone else. And this is what people don't understand because they don't see how people live their normal lives. You know, they have, you know, you might be snacking and then you're on Instagram and then you're watching Netflix and then you're going for a walk. And then you're reading a book about some random thing. And then all of a sudden you only spent 20 minutes doing something that actually helps you get towards your goal. So what you can do as an exercise is identify the goal, then track what you're spending your time on every 30 minutes for the next seven days, and then categorize those things and label them like, oh, this was like relaxation time, or this was health time, health and fitness. This was, uh, you know, busy work. I was texting or something. And then label those different like buckets, like either like value or like waste. Mm. And then just eliminate all the waste and then keep doing more of what's valuable. And you can tell whether or not something is valuable because it like directly contributes to your goal. So like if it contributes to your goal, do more of that. If it doesn't just get rid of it. Like you shouldn't be on, you know, one thing you can do right now is you can pause this podcast. You can go on your phone and look at how much screen time you have on your phone. If it's anything more than an hour, then, you know, there's that's right away. That's where you want to start sacrificing from. Right. And this is because I remember on our first call, this is something you helped me with uh, because my life before, I remember on that call, first of all, you asked me, Kristen, how are you spending your time right now? Because I just quit my job and I was trying to take my business full time, but I had made no money that month, didn't know how. 
And I remember like listing off all these things and none of them were in alignment with what, with where I wanted to be. And so after that call with you, I completely shifted the way I spent my time. And I think there's this myth of um, balance and the way I see balance is you don't always have balance um, every single day. I think life goes in seasons. And for me to get my business off the ground and to bring it full time and to bring it to six figures, I didn't have quote unquote balance in the beginning. I had, um, you know, I kind of had no more social life for a period of time and I uh, wasn't watching Netflix and I wasn't doing those things. I was full in fully focused on my business. And I think that's one of the biggest pieces that allowed me to be successful is I had this, you know, my number one value or priority was building my business. And I didn't have balance for that time period, but that time period of lack of balance led to more balance in my life long-term. So I think that is a side that people don't see. And they probably don't see that on Instagram. They don't see how you're spending your day all day long, but that is what it looked like. And that was really, really big for me. Um, you don't see anything on Instagram. Just no, for everyone listening to this, results. you do not have any idea what people are actually doing with their time <laughs> on Instagram. Even if they tell you that that they're showing you, they're not. Like it's not right. possible to show. And I totally agree. I, I think about everything as sprints. Mm-hmm. Like everything's like a 90 day sprint. And uh, you know, you can get a ton done in 90 days. And then, you know, if you want to take a couple of weeks to like hang out, then cool. You know, different focuses, but you gotta have one focus. That's it. Yeah, totally. And same with like my life now, I think people literally think that I just sit around all day and like, you know, go shopping and play and just like randomly make a lot of money. Um, But the reality is I work hard. I mean, I love what I do, but I work hard. And I think a lot of people aren't willing to actually work hard. And it takes sometimes hard work to get where you want to go, especially in building an online business. Uh, It's not going to just always come super easily, which I think is another big myth. Um, But Let's see. So I had that call with you, uh, suddenly made $8,000 out of nowhere and then started to consistently make from that point, like the first month I made my first five figure month. And then from that point, it never stopped five figures every single month, like scaled it to 20 K in the next two months. Um, and then use that money to go invest in your mastermind and continue to scale it. Um, and then we finally started working together one-on-one and I've now scaled it to pretty consistent 60 K months, which is crazy because in one year I took my business from zero to more than my old yearly corporate salary every single month, which every just single month. blows my mind. Like I literally get chills thinking about that. It blows my mind where I was and where I would be if I hadn't met you. Well, there's also, you know, one thing I want to point out, which is like something you've done really well, which is that you have continued to reinvest. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there are these things called feedback loops, which is like, you know, you put something into the machine and you get something out. Right. And so what a lot of people do is they like, they invest in something and then they get a great return on that investment. And then they don't do anything else with it. Mm-hmm. It's like, if you put a, a dollar in a machine and you get $10 back, you take the $10 and you put the $10 in the machine. So you get a hundred dollars back. <laughs> you don't just put a dollar in the machine and then take the $10 and go, Oh, I'm so pumped. I got $10. <laughs> That's what people do. That's what they do with yeah. investing. So when you know you invest and then you make a return and then you take that return and then you reinvest it over and over and over and over again, that's why you've been able to have such amazing growth. But a lot of people don't do that. They make right. they buy one course, they just do this one time, they get a result and then they just chill. And it's like, right. well, that's why things aren't continuously growing and continuously going. And honestly, not getting a mentor, not getting someone to help me with this stuff was like, I mean, if I just did that, if that was just the first thing I did, 
I, God, who knows how much money I'd be worth right now? Like at 10 times more right. probably because right. I wasted four years. Yeah. I mean, that same for me. I mean, literally four years of my time. Once again, I tried everything in online business. I did health coaching. I did, I did health blogging. I did network marketing and you know, nothing same. worked. I tried coaching, manifestation coaching didn't work until I, until I met you and you helped me. But like, here's the thing. If you want to get anywhere, wherever your goal is, go learn directly from someone who is where you want to be. That is the fastest way to get there. And I think the biggest reason people don't continue to invest in themselves is because it's scary. Like you make this money and you'll feel suddenly safe. I have all this money in the bank. Um, you know, but what well, is- you have something to lose? Right. That's what but, people don't understand. Mm-hmm. It's actually easier when you don't have anything because you have nothing to lose. Right. You know, a lot of my clients that have a hundred, two hundred thousand dollars in the bank after working with me, they get way more risk averse. Like they're mm-hmm. way more nervous about they're like, Oh my god, I don't feel like I have any money. Anyone listening to this can say, Oh my god, that sounds so crazy. But trust me, when you <laughs> have true. you know that money in the bank, you start feeling like you're even poorer sometimes than than when you had like 10 grand in the bank. Yeah. It's a pretty wild thing, but also, you know, something that that should be mentioned right now while we're talking about investing, when we're talking about pricing and and money and stuff like that is, you know, I think a lot of people have resistance to investing in things because they don't have the money. And, you know, the way I think about this is like, if you don't have the money and you're going to invest in something that's going to help you make money, that's actually the number one reason why you should invest in it. And it's like, well, where do you get the money? Well, we're living in uh, 2020 and there's plenty of people who want to give you money uh, and let you pay it off with no interest for an entire year. And for some reason, people love to do that with college and university. Mm. They love to spend $150,000 on university, but then I like to spend $1,000 on an online course and put it on PayPal credit with no interest for a year. They don't like to do that, but for some reason, it's easy to do it with university. But the reality is, you know, learning directly from someone who's already done it, it's going to get you way better results than university. I mean, university is for a degree. It's not for the result. And so just something for everyone to think about here is like, you know, if you think, oh man, I don't have the, the resources to invest in a mentor. It's like, well, you know, get resourceful and find some company or something, a credit card or a PayPal or whatever and, you know, invest into that thing, make sure it's something you can get a return on and go hard for it, you know, because then once you do that, like we talked about earlier, you're highly committed. And mm-hmm. what I find is when people are really pushed up against the wall, they very rarely fail. No, they make shit happen. They make shit happen Yeah, because they have to. Exactly. That was me. I mean, even before I met you. So as up until this point, I think in the past year, I've spent more than a hundred thousand working with mentors and courses. And I always have two coaches. Uh, but in the beginning, I didn't have any money. I was living paycheck to paycheck, basically completely broke when I was living in Denver, like sharing a tiny bedroom, like bed on the floor, couldn't afford a bed frame, like so broke. And, um, I spent my rent money on my first course and every single time I invested in something when I made money back, I continue to put it back in, put it back in, put it back in even now. And it never gets easier. Still always nervous and the investments get bigger, but they always come back threefold. And I, I mean, I continue to do that, even though it's really terrifying. And that's why I continue to grow my business because I continue to take action that makes me highly, highly, highly uncomfortable. Um, which once again, it's not easy to do. And a lot of people don't want to do it. And what the people see the results and they see the Instagram and they see the money and they're like, Oh, wow. Like, you know, she's special. How did she do that? She must have some unique skill. I don't have. And it's like, no, I don't. I was just willing to get more uncomfortable and learn from people who are already where I wanted to be. And that made all the difference in my business long-term, obviously. Yeah. You're willing to do the things other people aren't willing to do. 
right? But everyone's really what do. it comes down to. It. It's but like 99% of people aren't yeah. willing to do certain things. 1% of people are willing to do those things. And that's why the other 1% of people, right. they get the result. Exactly. And that's what, I mean, I always say, you've got to be unconditionally committed to the result that you want. And if you're unconditionally committed to it, you'll prioritize it no matter what, and you will make it happen no matter what, period, end of story. Um, I love that. Actually, I have never heard you said. I really like that because <laughs> you don't listen to my podcast, <laughs> right? You know what I tell people? It's really similar to that. Uh, I tell people like, be really stubborn on your vision, be flexible on your methods for getting there. Ah, you know, I like it's that. like, hey, I want to make a million dollars. Like, no, like that's it. Period. Like, I'm doing that. End of story. It's like, well, like maybe you should get this other course that you weren't thinking about. It's like, okay, like anything's on the table. A lot of people are like, oh, well, I don't want to like get on social media. Cause like, I don't want to put my wife on there. And it's like, like you said, it's not unconditionally committed. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, now you got rules around it and that's going to help you. That's going to make you fail yeah. because when you get a goal, you gotta be willing to do anything to get that goal because it's usually, you're usually going to get it in some weird way. Right. The path yeah. will show up. I mean, if you had told me a year ago where I am now and told me to guess how I would get here, Oh my gosh, my guess would be so far off from how it actually happened. There's no way if I had planned it out myself, it would have happened the way it did. So it's like the path will show itself to you, but you have to be open to it not being what you expected. And, you know, the truth is that most people are actually unconditionally committed to to feeling safe. They might not realize it, but people are Mm. unconditionally committed to feeling safe and you can't be committed to feeling safe and to your dreams and to your goals. Cause it's not, you're not going to feel safe getting there. I promise you, <laughs> you're going to feel so uncomfortable. Um, you know, but that's the question you have to ask yourself is where are my priorities? And if your priority is feeling safe, that's fine. But just well, know like that you're say, not you know, going to reach those, those goals. It's like people say, you know, it's like, do you want like safety or freedom? And it's mm-hmm. like, freedom's like not necessarily safe. <laughs> exactly. No, it's, you know? it's risky. <laughs> it's risky. If you want to be, if you want to be safe, I mean, you can just walk yourself in your house all day and never do anything, but you know, no one wants to live a life like that. Right. It's not fulfilling. And so I think a lot of this, a lot of, you know, I think this was all like a tangent off of the question, how do you build a six figure business? Um, And, you know, a lot of it just comes down to, I guess, that mindset of being able to actually take the action. Because once you have that focus in on one thing that you want, that's great. But you have to actually be able to take the action to get yourself there. Okay. So I have a bunch of questions that people have submitted um, because I told them we were going to be doing this podcast about how to build an online business. So I'm going to choose some of them um, for us to talk about. Let's see. How do you position yourself as a thought leader in your field? Well, to position yourself as a thought leader in your field, I think one of the things that you should really focus on is getting people results. So like spend time getting really good at what you're doing. Sometimes people spend too much time on this. So don't do that, but (laughs) spend some time, like if you're new or whatever, getting really, really good at what you're doing. And I just tell people like, you got to be obsessed like whatever it is you're doing, you got to be obsessed with it. A lot of people I've worked with, they're, they're not obsessed. They're like, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, I work with all sorts of people. So it's not just spiritual people, but I work with like, you know, fitness coaches and stuff like that. And they're in okay shape. And, you know, they're like kind of into it. And I'm like, you know, then there's other people who are like, I mean, they look immaculate. Like they're clearly like very strong. They're like a, a Olympic athlete or something. It's like, you know, I mean, you're competing in the market. You know, you got to think about like, are you know, are you competitive like compared to some of these other people that are out there? And you got to think like, you know, who do these people want to work with? And it's like, I think personally, you should be really good at what you do. You should be obsessed with it. You should try to be the best. Mm-hmm. And you should also 
really focus on trying to get people results and then asking them to like talk about those results, like either on video or you get screenshots of it. You should like really build that into your business so that you can show proof that you know what you're talking about. So it's like, know what you're talking about, collect proof that shows that you know what you're talking about, and then constantly tell people that you know what you're talking about and then show them proof to back up that you know what you're talking about. And that's like a really good like kind of cycle to, to get you there. A proof is probably the number one way uh, because, you know, everyone says stuff online. I can help you make money. I can help you do this. I can help you do that. We've all heard it, right? Everyone knows about a weight loss pill, right? Hmm. Has anyone taken a weight loss pill? I don't know. Are they good for you? I don't know. But it's like, we've all heard the claims. <laughs> Probably you know not. What I mean? Probably not, right. But we've all heard the claims. And, you know, at the end of the day, it's like, if someone told you, like your best friend told you that something worked, well, then you'd be way more interested in it just because they told you and you trust them. So that's the power of proof. And I think that creates a really good position. That creates a really strong position. Um, another way is to, I mean, educate people. Like one thing you can do uh, that's really actionable is reframe the way that people see things. So don't just like tell them like how to do something, show them how to see something. So like we just did this on this podcast. Mm. It's like, oh man, like shouldn't, shouldn't I charge less money so I can help more people? And it's like, well, no, because if you charge less money, then you'll never be able to work full time and then you won't be able to help any people. So that's a reframe. It's like they see it one way. Then you say, hey, well, what if you thought about it this other way? And then when people see it your way, then their mind is different. They get an epiphany, they get an aha moment. And the more you can give people aha moments and epiphanies, uh, you will change the way they think to think like you. And the more they think like you, uh, the more of an authority they'll, they'll think you are basically. Mm, yeah. It's, it's pretty wild. To I know. Think about. <laughs> I love that. And that's, I mean, I think the proof thing is huge because obviously that's what I've done with my business is it works. What I teach works and I show that it works. And so then people build that belief that, Oh, if these people can do it, I can do it too, which helps them to get results. And I think the other part of this as well, for me, at least is, um, I think in the beginning for a lot of people that I've also spoken with is it's easy to think you need to show up like the other coaches out there or the other people. Um, and I see a lot of people, um, trying to copy what their people are doing. And the thing is people need to hear what you have to say in the unique way that only you can say it. And you're going to stand out as a leader because you're showing up exactly as you are rather than as someone else's. And that made a big difference for me. The other part was also, I started speaking to the past version of me. So I think with most coaches, you're teaching what you most needed. And so I started teaching about money when I had none. Um, and so now I think back to like, what were my biggest struggles back then? What did I need to hear? And I share that stuff. And that is what everyone who's following me needs to hear because I attracted them for that reason, their reflections of me and my struggles. And so I think also making sure that you're speaking to, um, what people who are following you need to hear, which is most likely what you needed to hear in the past. So that's been really helpful for me. Let's see what else we have here. What are the very first steps to start out if you have nothing? So if I think she wants to know if she wants to start helping people and making money, what are just like the basic first steps to make that happen? Totally. Well, I'm going to save you a lot of time. So because this is the thing that everyone gets stuck on, I'll tell you the wrong way to do it. And then I'll tell you the right way to do it. A lot of people say, what am I passionate about? Oh, I'll give you, actually, no, I'll give you a personal story about me. I said, when I was younger, I said, I'm passionate about Chinese herbalism. <laughs> you if really? You know, if, yeah. <laughs> 
everyone who's listening to this, if you want to go find a really embarrassing video of me online, <laughs> you can go to udemy.com and type in Elixir Craft. And you will find a video for a course that I can't, I still make money from it, that you, I cannot get off the website because I don't know what oh my, my login gosh. is. And it's the first course I ever created like seven years ago or something. And it's funny because there's a, a sales video on there. But I was like, yeah, like uh, Chinese herbalism and like tonics and like elixirs. And I didn't know what I was doing. I mean, people are interested in that stuff, but uh, I just thought, you know, I'm going to teach about my passion. And that was a problem because it turns out that didn't solve a problem for anybody and no one cared. And then because no one cared and it didn't solve a problem and it didn't help anybody, then nobody bought my stuff and nobody cared. So the wrong way to do it is to just say, what am I passionate about? And then go build a program and then go try to sell it. Go try to convince people to buy it. The right way to do it is to go decide who you want to help, right? So who do I want to help? This is what a lot of people say is a niche, right? You probably heard that term before. Who do I want to help? And then what you do is don't assume anything about them. Just literally go talk to like 20 of them and be like, what are your biggest problems on a day-to-day basis? Like, what do you think about what's frustrating to you about your life? Go have an hour long phone call with them and like take notes. This is actually literally how I met Kristen. I was doing one of these calls. Kristen was my guinea pig. I was asking her about what (laughs) frustrated her in her life. And I told her at the end of the call, however long we spend on this call, I will spend that time coaching you on your, on your business or whatever you want to do. And Chris made all that money and you know, the rest has been history, but identify that person, ask them about their biggest problems, and then decide if you want to solve those problems. Try to find a common problem they all have, and then you can decide if you want to solve that problem for them. And then you just create the solution. So instead of creating the solution and trying to sell it to people and that hopefully have that problem, you don't do it that way. You ask people what their problem is, then you just create a solution to their problem. And you know, make sure you charge at least $1,000, basically. That's exactly what you had me do. You know, people take my BAA program and they're like, wow, you spoke right to me. Like, how, like, how did you do that? And I'm like, because I talked to so many of you before I created anything, you told me to do this. I got on calls with probably 20 to 30 people, literally just free calls, talk to them about what's going on in their life, what they're struggling with, and then helping them at the end for free. Right. And after that, I listed, I had all these posters on my wall and I listed what were the biggest struggles people had. And I circled the ones that I thought I could solve. And then that became the basis of what I created, you know, and it still works. People still have the same struggles they did a year and a half ago when I created it. And by the way, no one ever does that. (laughs) Business owners do not do that. And when you do it to people, they feel super special. And then they end up turning into customers. (laughs) <laughs> they're like, Oh my gosh, no one's ever asked me like really what I, what I wanted. And then yeah. they're like, well, when is the program come out? And you're like, well, I haven't created it yet. And they're like, well, will you let me know? Yeah. That's what happened for me. And it's like, you can still, I mean, I'm still passionate about manifestation and spirituality and like all these other things. My first program was like how to find your purpose or something. Like it was just a general, I was like, Oh, I'm passionate about helping people like get unstuck and find their purpose. Um, you know, but that wasn't the biggest thing that people were struggling with. And I still got to teach that in my program. Um, but that wasn't the main focus of it anymore because that wasn't the main struggle that people were having that they really wanted to be solved. And Um, let me just add one thing to that. That's a really important point, which is a lot of, you need to sell people, uh, what they want, and then you need to give them what they need without like talking to them about it. So a lot of people, for example, uh, want to make money. So if I'm like, hey, I can help you make money online. They're like, I want that. I'm ready to buy. What they need is a huge mindset readjustment. So in my business training programs that I have, I will be like, yeah, I can help you make 
money online. We'll help you get clients. We'll help you grow your business. And then when they join, there's a secret surprise in there, which is 14 videos about mindset training. <laughs> and, and then they go through it and they're like, whoa, my whole life is different. But if I just tried to sell them on the mindset stuff right out of the gate, like people who want to make money, that's not what they think they want. That's not what they think they need. So it's all about what they think they need. And you sell them that and then you package it all. It's like, you know, it's like feeding a kid broccoli, you know, it's like, you know, you take like two marshmallows and that's what they want and you stick the broccoli in between <laughs> it and then you put that in their mouth. <laughs> it's like, that's how I think about it. It's like, yeah, yeah. You don't example. need the mindset, but like, just, just watch it. And then they're like, oh right. my goodness. And then they start making money because they never did the mindset work. And, you know, so a lot of times people are like, well, I want to be able to teach about my passion and I want to be able to, and it's like, well, you can, but you might not be known for it, right? right. You might, it might just be in your program. And if you really, really do care about helping people, then it shouldn't matter, right? Just as long as they get it, it shouldn't matter. Well, this is how you help more people, right? You help more people by selling them what they want. Uh, If you want to help the most people possible, selling them what you're passionate about, even if that is what you teach, no matter what, isn't what's going to reach the most people. You know, what I, like my course, my BAA one, at least the biggest thing is like, I help people manifest money and I help people manifest their dream lives and the cars and the homes, but they also walk away with self-love and a mindset shift and inner peace and self-worth and all the things that they weren't asking for that they didn't know that they needed. Right. But I'm not, I'm not selling a self-love course. You know, people just happen to walk away with that. And I'm passionate about teaching that. Right. It's like a secret surprise. Right. It's like a cherry exactly. on top. It's the broccoli. It's the broccoli. Okay. Another question. What helped you scale the most quickly? Hmm. I think just focus. I know it sounds like so abstract. So like maybe I can make it even like, maybe I can make it like less abstract, but I think I didn't make any money until I just had one offer. And then I just did one thing. And to be honest, the more I did less things, the faster I grew. So I'll give you a, a hard example of this. So what happened for me was I didn't make any money. And then I found out that basically I did what we were just talking about. Like I was doing all these things I was passionate about. Then I wasn't making any money. So I really reevaluated my life. And I said, what problems do people have? So I chose my niche. I said, I'm just going to work with entrepreneurs. I'm just going to ask them what problems they have. Every entrepreneur I asked said, look, dude, I just want to grow my Instagram account. Instagram is like amazing. I just want to grow my Instagram account. If I can just get more followers, like that'd be huge. So I said, okay, looks like people want to grow their Instagram account. I didn't even have an Instagram account. Okay. I didn't know anything about Instagram. So I said, well, I'm just going to learn everything about Instagram over the next 60 days and come up with an Instagram service where I grow people's Instagram accounts. So what I did was I wrote down like the top 10 people in the industry. I interviewed them. They all let me do it. I bought books. I bought, I watched all the YouTube videos. I bought a course on Instagram, bought several of them. And I just created a fake Instagram account and just started growing different Instagram accounts that I just literally made out of thin air. Then I got good at it. Then I started selling it. And I got my first client four months later at $2,000 a month. And then like the 16 months after that, I made like a million dollars. But in order to make that money, you can't have anything complicated. So like, you know, you can make five, 10, $15,000 a month with a really complicated business that takes tons of your time, but you can't have like 150 clients on every single month and like not have like a super streamlined business. So what ended up happening was in the beginning, uh, what happens a lot of times is, you know, people are like, I have $2,000 that I'm willing to give you per month. What will you do for me? And you're like, I'll do everything. I'll do anything you want. Like I'll call me at three in the morning. 
<laughs> and like, here's my personal phone number. And then, you know, as you get more clients, you're like, oh, maybe I shouldn't give them my personal phone number. Maybe I should only like have one call a week. Maybe I should like do less. So we were doing, you guys might not know what these are. We were doing shout outs. We were doing paid influencer stuff. We were doing following and unfollowing, liking, commenting. We were writing posts. We were finding images. We were posting for them. We're doing everything. Uh, over the course of a year, it got to the point where the only thing we were doing eventually was following and unfollowing people. It got that simple. Like we got that focused and it realized, oh, this is just what people want to buy right here. That's it. We, we didn't even give people weekly reports anymore. <laughs> so, and then that's what really helped me scale. So I just got more and more and more focused. And like, it's really a, like how to get more with less, you know, mm -hmm. do more of what works and just like less things overall. Right. And I think this is something else that people look at me and be like, oh, but you have a podcast and you have a YouTube and you have an Instagram and you have a Facebook and you have all these things. But in the beginning, I didn't have all these things. I just used my Instagram and my Facebook, really just my Instagram. And I sold my one thing that was really good. And that is what helped me scale really quickly is I got rid of all the other noise that was unnecessary. And then once I scaled my business and I got to a place where I had that down, then I started everything else. And I did the YouTube and the Facebook yep. group and all the other things. So it's not, doesn't mean you can't do all the things you want to do. Just means in the beginning, you don't need all the white noise. You don't need all the other stuff. And I think that helped me scale really fast. Um, the other part for me was obviously working with someone who was already where I wanted to be. Um, and the other thing was I was unconditionally committed and I did not give up. Um, I think a lot of people start and it doesn't work for them. And they're like, Oh, I just can't do it. It's not working. Um, you know, right. Like both of us four years doing that. And it's, it's like, you just, are you unconditionally committed? Because if you're unconditionally committed, you'll keep trying until, until it does, until you get the results because you will get the results. If you I have a, yeah, I have this tattoo on my neck. Where is it? It's on this side. Uh, oh, this isn't on video, but I have this tattoo <laughs> on my neck that says inevitable because that's what I kept telling myself, man, if you just keep trying and you never give up, it'll be inevitable. I mean, to think, you know, if you said to someone, look, you've got the next 40 years and the only thing you have to figure out how to do during that 40 years is make a million dollars a year. Almost ever, like, it's like almost anyone could do that. But the thing is people, they, you know, and it's not bad, but like people end up having a kid or they end up going to university or they end up trying out for the football team. Like they do all these other things that are like not towards their, like whatever that goal is. So if you just set that goal, I mean, it's like crazy to think that if that's the only thing you were trying to do, you wouldn't be able to achieve it in 40 years. I think 100% of people would be able to achieve that in their lifetime if that was like their main focus. If that was the only focus and there's nothing else. But like, here's the cool thing is you don't even need to figure it out yourself because there's plenty of people who can teach you how to make a million dollars like fairly simply. <laughs> yeah, and then there's also one other thing I want to add on to what you said, which is like, you know, when you look at Kristen's business, what you have to understand about it, and if you're not experienced with business, you, you wouldn't be able to see this, but there's really only like one customer acquisition strategy. Like in terms of like attracting clients, there's like one way we do it. And then everything else, the everything Kristen does on social media, with the podcast, with YouTube, like emails, like everything is just to like provide extra value. Yeah. Like that's not to get customers really. It's just to kind of nurture people and like, you know, show up for the community and help people like for free essentially. There's just one way that like we get clients for Kristen's business, you know, we have it, 
really nailed down. It works every single time. And we've really refined that system. So it is really simple. But when you look at what people are doing on social media, if you're unexperienced, you'll think that everything is the same weight as everything else. Like everything is somehow like just as important as everything else. When really like me and Kristen, like for her business, we just get customers one way and everything else is like less, it's like not as important, like in terms of like the business growth. But if you're looking at it, you might go, I need to have a podcast because Kristen does and she's making money and I need to do a YouTube. And it's like, if you looked at that and you started doing all that stuff, cause that's what you thought you'd be wrong and you, mm -hmm. you wouldn't make any money. Mm -hmm. Totally. That's, that's what, that's why like getting a mentor is like, you know what I mean? It's like you, when you look at what other people are doing, you're almost always wrong. So it's crazy. Exactly. Which is why I was so overwhelmed at the beginning. I was like listening to three podcasts a day and like looking at all these business people's Instagrams and trying to do what everyone told me to do and like write the best possible posts. And um, obviously nothing freaking worked because I didn't know how to attract clients, which is fairly simple once you know how to actually do it. <laughs> You're spending almost no time on like an any activities to like get clients. I'm like, wait, so like you're not, well, I thought you're not doing anything to get clients. Then. I you're thought like, it was. Well, I think, I don't know. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Right. I, I literally had no idea though. I was like spending all my time recording podcasts and like writing content and trying to send emails and building a fancy website. I had this like beautiful website. I was spending all this money I didn't have on. And, um, you know, you just don't need any of those things in the beginning. So to right. answer the question, like, you know, you don't need to do all the things. You don't need to have the website. You don't need to have the podcast. You don't need to have the email marketing in the beginning. The quickest way to scale is to figure out a really simple way to actually attract clients and to do it over and over and over. And while you're doing that, to refine your offer to make sure it gets people really freaking amazing results. Because if you can't get people results, you're not going to scale. <laughs> you're just not. Right. Um, and it's okay if you don't get people results in the beginning too. Yeah. You know, if you're oh. new, like that's totally cool. You And by the way, you also, you won't get results with everybody. And it's not always your fault. Sometimes it's their fault. Right. And it's not your job to change their life. That was something else in the beginning. It was like, oh my gosh, I'm overwhelmed. Like I got clients, like now I have to change their lives. You just, it's <laughs> just your responsibility to increase the likelihood of success. That's what mm -hmm. I tell people when they, they're like, what if I don't get customer results? It's like, look, you're just there to increase their likelihood of success. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. I think about it, you know, I was talking to Jesse the other day. The way I think about it is like, if their person is a frog, and they're on the side of a lake and there's lily pads that go across the pond and they're trying to get to the other side of the pond successfully. Well, you know, this frog might join your program, which is like one of the lily pads. It's like one of the steps. Now your program might be the lily pad, the last lily pad they have to cross to get to the other side of the lake. So they join your program and they're successful right away. And there they are, they're at their destination but it might be their first lily pad, which means they need to go through a lot of different failures, but it still contributes to their success because they did make progress over the lake. It's like me and Kristen, we had to try, I don't know, a hundred different things to get to the other side of the lake. And then when I got that mentor that one time, he was the last lily pad. And it's like, I was boom, I was right there. But a lot of people are like, oh my God, that dude, like that was it. Like he it was the whole lake. And it's like, no, no, every one of those steps was necessary. So like, even when people join my programs and they fail, I know that I was one of the necessary steps on their way to success. Mm -hmm. And they did make progress. They just didn't make a million dollars or whatever. Right. Yeah. And I think we, 
in society, we tend to measure progress and like this, like linear results and like physical progress. But sometimes the progress is happening in your mind and sometimes you can't see it and you don't see the results for a few months or even like a year, but the progress Connect is the dots happening. later. Right. Exactly. Connect the dots later. And that was what my journey looked like. How to market my courses and services authentically and effectively. Um, we kind of already answered that one. Do you think? I think so. I mean, the whole authenticity thing, it's an interesting topic to talk about because I think so many people want to stay authentic. And usually when I ask people to define it, they can't. They're like, well, I just, you know, like, I just want to, like, basically, I just want to be a good person, whatever. Right. And everyone and does. It's, but... And it's like, yeah, I mean, look, just try your best. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And there's nothing inauthentic about selling something. And there's nothing inauthentic about being really upfront about the fact that you want to help someone with something and that you want to charge money for it. Nothing inauthentic about it. Like you can message someone on Facebook and be like, Hey, I'm a manifestation coach. And like, I'm taking on new clients right now and I want to help you. And like, it's $2,000, nothing inauthentic about that at all. If someone's like, I'm not interested. It's like, okay, cool. I'm going to go talk to someone who might be because you never know. Yeah. I think the thing about uh, wanting to be authentic and obviously it's good to be authentic, but I think the definition sometimes is I want to stay true to myself, but it's like, well, who, who are you staying true to? I'm staying true to who I think I am. And you know, the version of you that you think you are, isn't going to get you where you want to go. Right. You have to literally become a new person. Like that's another part of like how I scaled my business to like, you know, whatever, multiple six figures in a year. It's like, I became a new person. I'm not the same person. I don't have the same beliefs. I don't, I don't have the same anyway. The way I think is completely different. So I didn't stay true to myself. I shifted completely my identity to a new, like more aware, higher version of myself who is capable of creating a six figure business. So you have, and to we both teach this the way you show up. Yes. <laughs> Me and you both teach this independently. Like we've never had a conversation on this. And, you know, Krista went through one of my programs and like, I've looked at hers obviously. And like, it's like, oh, this is just like what I talk about. And yeah. it's like, it's both about becoming a new person. So we, I don't know what your, what your program does with the, with that, like your BAA one, mm-hmm. but uh, it's funny because it's almost like authenticity is a myth. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. you know, and a lot of times to get the growth, you almost have to do the opposite of what you are now. You know, I think some people right. call it shadow work. Like I've studied like yeah. this guy, Carl Jung a lot. And that's what I help people do. in some of my programs is we identify the way they are. And then we identify their goals. And then we identify what ways they are not that they need to be in order to reach their goals. Right. You know, like if you're scared to go out you. in public, then yeah. you're not you know right. what I mean? You're not going to have a social life. Right. The comfort zone <laughs> thing. I mean, what got you where you are isn't going to get you where you want to go, period. And there's nothing wrong with wanting to be authentic. And I feel I feel like I've been very authentic throughout the entire process, but I've still changed who I am. You're it's evolving. That, exactly. I'm evolving. Who I am is evolving as it has to. If you don't evolve as a person, I mean, your business is an, ex- is an extension of you. It will evolve as you evolve. So if you're not working on you and the way you're showing up and your beliefs and your mindset and your energy, don't expect your business to shift, your finances to shift or your relationships to shift or anything else. Because the way you are is the basis of everything that you create, manifest, attract in your life. Um, And so I think that's probably the biggest, I'm glad that we brought that up because um, that's a big one that I think people don't get is you can do all the quote unquote right things but if you're too busy trying to stay authentic to the old version of you that feels safe, 
um, you're not going to see results. Huge mistake. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Let's see. Okay. Last one we'll do is thoughts on hustle culture of business. For example, having to work five times as much and then missing out on a lot in life. Okay. So that's basically a conversation about sacrifice and you have, what you have to understand about sacrifice is there's like sacrifice and there's yield. And so like, you know, nothing comes from, you have to put something in to get something out. Right. And the more you put in, the more you get out and that's the sacrifice. And so when it comes to business or really anything, what you have to understand is like, if you have a big goal, it's going to require a big sacrifice always. And it might not be a sacrifice on time, might not be a sacrifice on money, might be a sacrifice on like we just talked about who you are. Like you might have to literally sacrifice yourself for becoming your new self. You might have to sacrifice your time to learn business. You might sacrifice your money to get a mentor, right? Like it's always about the sacrifice and the return and the yield that you get from it. The way I think about it, and we've already covered this a little bit, is I think about it in sprints or seasons or phases. And in the beginning of your business, you're totally going to have to hustle because what happens for a lot of people is they have a job. And so like they get started in business when they have a job, which means, you know, they don't have a lot of time. So when you're focused on your job, let's say you work 40 hours, we get a job. And then let's say in order to get your business off the ground, you know, for a normal person, you have to work on your business on the side. Well, you're probably not going to have another 40 hours to work on your business on the side, right? Maybe you only have 15 hours a week to work on your business on the side. Well, what you want to do is sacrifice as much time as you can to get the business growing to the place where it can replace the job. And that is going to take uh, quite a bit of sacrifice, if I'm being totally honest. Some people have it easy. I would say like 95% of people, like it takes enormous sacrifice, a lot of energy, you have to really want it. And that's why a lot of people don't, don't do it. They're not willing to put up for it. Um, I mean, me and Kristen did this for four years. And I mean, that's why we are where we are. And it was hard and it took a lot of sacrifice. So I have a lot of empathy for people when they're like, man, it's just hard, you know, or it's just, I'm really hustling. I'm really trying, but I'm not seeing things. That's also why you need to get a plan that works mm -hmm. because you don't want to invest your time and burn out on something that doesn't want to, doesn't work when you only have a finite amount of time. If you have a job and you want to start a business, you have a finite amount of time. You need to spend that time the right way. Have to, because you you're already at a disadvantage time-wise. Then you transition that time. You expand your business and cut down your hours at your job until your business takes over. Right. And I think that is the, probably the hardest part of business is that part is you, it's almost like your job is this handicap. It's like this giant weight that just holds you down from like really blowing up in business because everyone who gets a little bit of traction, you know, they make a thousand, two thousand dollars a month in their business. If they can replace their income or most of it, and then they just focus on their business, their business grows like five times, like the next month it happens all the time. Uh, I have like a method that I help people leave their job with that I call a three by three method. You have three months of expenses in the bank and you've had three months of consistent income to support your life and your business. And at that point, you are able to quit your job. And when people get there, they just explode because you've taken this like 40 hours of work that you're putting on your job and you put it on your business now. And now you get like five times the results. So I guess what I'm trying to say is 
that's the hardest part of business. And that does require hustle. It requires sacrifice. And it's kind of like the gauntlet. Like it's kind of like the challenge. It's like your initiation into becoming an entrepreneur. It's like, (laughs) can you do this? You know, are you willing to do this? And it's like, oh yeah, I'm willing to do it. It's like, all right, we'll do it. And then you did it. And they're like, you know, the gods of entrepreneurship are like, okay, you're in, you're like an entrepreneur now. And then after that, yes, you want to still hustle based on your goals, but like once you're in, you're in like, you know, I've made a million dollars several times over and it's like, I'm not really ever going to, I'd say I could just kind of chill there. Like once you make it to a certain level, it's kind of like hard to go downwards. You know what I mean? So like you just got to get there and then you're kind of chilling. And then if you want to chill for a little bit and then go into another hustle cycle and get to another level, then you can get there and then you can chill for a little bit. But it's like these sprints to the next level, I think, is how to think about it. Yeah. And I, it's kind of like a trade-off in the beginning and the way I got through it, all the hustle when I was in my corporate job, because it was so, it was so hard. I was waking up at 4.45 AM every morning, you know, get off of work and I'd be working until I went to bed, like on my business and I'm learning. And, um, it's just like, you need to have a really strong vision. And this is what worked for me is I had a really strong vision of what I wanted my life to look like. And I was so emotionally, emotionally connected to that vision that I was, I was willing to do whatever it took for that vision to happen. And behind my desk at work and my corporate job, I had photos of my vision. I had photos of the villa I wanted to live in in Bali and like the beach I wanted to move to in Kauai and like how much money I wanted to make and all these different things. And all of that happened. Um, but every single day when I was like, oh, this is so hard. I don't want to do this. I would look at that and be like, no, like this is worth it. This is, this is what I'm unconditionally committed to. And so that got me through all of the like the hustle in the beginning and the gauntlet. And it was, of, and it was, it, it was worth so it. worth it. I look it back now and I'm too. like, Thank goodness, Kristen. I'm so proud of you, little 2019 Kristen, for like, you know, hustling through that corporate job because, you know, now I have everything that she wanted then. And now if I want to work two hours a day, one hour, I could probably, I could do that and make the same amount of money that I'm making. Um, yeah, I you have can the coast. that I wanted. Yeah. Once you have a good client attraction system, which does take a while to build and refine and get working. I mean, you can basically coast. Yeah. It does take a while to build it and it's a right. lot of hard work, but it's possible. But it's it. Like and I, it's I so can fulfilling. coast and make, yeah, quite a bit of money too. Yeah. And anyone can get there. And, you know, so with all of, all of that said, I hope that was very valuable for everyone. Um, I want to share what we're creating together because obviously in the past year, year and a half, um, Ross has helped me to build my manifestation business to multiple six figures to 60 K months. And so we are now going to create together. We are creating, we're in the middle of launching right now, our program, which is called bliss method certification program. So for anyone who wants to become a certified manifestation coach, like I am and launch an online business, we're going to teach you inside this program, exactly what we did to, to build my business and to scale it. So you're going to learn everything you need to know about manifestation, become certified that you can give your clients real results. And then Ross is going to teach you all of the business strategy that he gave me that helped me to scale to where I am now. So if you're listening to this and you feel called to become a manifestation coach and build your own online business and manifest the 
abundance and the time freedom and the impact and the purpose, we would love you to um, apply. We will have the link to apply in the show notes. We are only launching this month. So if you're listening to this in the month of October, please apply. Otherwise, go ahead and join the wait list. We launch this program every 90 days and we would love to have you and to help you create and scale your own online manifestation business. Thank you so much, Ross, for being here. And uh, I know that was so valuable for a lot of people. Are there any last words you would like to leave the people with? <laughs> no, thanks for having me on. If anyone wants to you know, connect with me, you can reach out to me on Instagram. My name is Ross Johnson on Instagram. And otherwise, we'll just maybe see you in, uh, in our program. Yeah, we'll see you guys inside.